Growing up sucks. Just ask Eric Lauber, father of three 20-somethings and a college professor for decades. Eric helps young adults get smarter, richer, healthier, and happier on the hashtag adulting podcast, Growing Up Sucks. Welcome to Growing Up Sucks, where we even talk about the workplace. If you have a Growing Up Sucks story to share or you want to talk out a problem, just get in touch. Today, Michelle and I talk about workplace relationships, and they're tough. Most young adults are going to be surprised because these are not like their previous family relationships and school relationships they've had. They can be completely different and these people don't know you and are not in love with you, for example. So Michelle talks about a coworker who didn't treat her so well. And then I talk about learning what our own work-related behavioral tendencies are and how we have to manage those. And then also how to adjust to other people's behavioral tendencies in the workplace. Hey, welcome, Michelle, to the program today. Uh, thanks for coming in. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, of course. Well, I'm Michelle. I'm a junior in college. I study public relations and journalism. Um, I live in like a small town in Pennsylvania. It's pretty small, but at least we have a college. And um, that's about it. <laughs> okay, that's fine. So you want to talk today about uh, work relationships, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely can sometimes be a growing up sex moment when things don't go as you hope because a lot of young people enter the workforce and nobody's really sat down and talked to them about how the workforce is very different from your family and from your school environment. So do you have any, uh, any kind of stories about anything you've been through? Let's start with your work history. You've worked a lot, is that right? Uh, yeah, a good bit. Um, I've had a couple different jobs, a lot of like, uh, I've done a lot of different like fast food chains and stuff like that, you know, the typical, um, the typical type of first jobs. Um, I recently, well, not recently, a couple years ago, I got a job that uh, is really in my field, in my journalism field, and I've been there ever since. So I've worked there for about three years pretty fun and it's nice to you know work on something that I'm studying oh, so it's yeah. very career like <laughs> well that's great well and, and you probably know it um, work experience counts a lot you know even if you have a degree when you graduate from college and I don't know if anybody's ever mentioned this to you I know in certain disciplines it's about your portfolio and about your experience and what you can do but when I've hired I've always wanted to make sure that they could keep a job and so just looking at, even if you work at three years at McDonald's, what that tells me is that A, you didn't get fired. So B, you showed up every day and you had the work ethic to be a good employee. And that's important for any employer to see that on your resume. So don't be afraid to include those early jobs that you had, even though they don't sound related. They show that you go to work and you're a hard worker. So that's important. So you were, uh, you were um, in the journalism field, I guess, working even as a college student. Any problems? Uh, yeah, definitely. I've definitely had some problems. Um, like I said, I've been at this company for three years. Um, when I started, I was 17, so I was pretty young. I was still in high school. And um, I definitely remember going into this company, realizing that everyone there was a lot older than me and a lot more experienced. So they definitely treated me differently, whether they wanted to admit it or not. Um, so it, it just took a lot of time for me to build some credit with them. And um, 
I remember one time I had an experience with a coworker where um, I didn't realize they had a problem with me. I'm guessing it was because I was taking like some of their shifts and they wanted like, you know, more work time. And um, they were talking bad about me behind my back, you know, accusing me of a lot of things that I definitely should have been fired for if they were true, but they weren't. So um, I remember finding out about it from a different coworker. She told me, you know, hey, I heard he's been saying these things about you. And like, I even remember my boss came up to me and was like, there's been some, you know, accusations against you and stuff like that. But luckily, none of them were true. And um, I work with a lot of different people. So they vouched for me and everything and said, you know, um, that's not true. That's not what's happening. She's never done anything like that. She's been nothing but, you know, professional. So it was, you know, a he said, she said type of thing. But luckily, he got in trouble for it because obviously you can't say things like that. But it just goes to show that you really don't know what's in their head because he was always nice to me. We always had great conversations and it seems like there was never a problem, but I just had no idea. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that somebody told you because, you know, you can go a while and not know that someone's saying things like that behind you, but not that you want to enter the workforce paranoid. You know, it doesn't happen that often. I've been in the workplace a long time. And it's not often that it happens, but I'm glad this got resolved because you know what? Your actual performance swayed your coworkers to stand up for you and probably your boss as well to say, well, this doesn't make any sense. Clearly, she's professional. She does her job. She doesn't do these crazy things, whatever they may have said. I remember I went to work in a factory, one of my first jobs, and uh, I was an eager beaver and it was a union environment. And I got slack, uh, flack from some of the coworkers because I was over, I was working too hard in their opinion. And I was showing them up a little bit as an 18 year old and they weren't happy about that. And it, uh, it was tension there for a while until, you know, I made it clear as a temporary job. I was, I was there to please people. Uh, I worked like that in my school life as well. And, uh, you know, they eventually kind of came around to liking me again near the end. But everybody who enters the workforce has got some kind of story about how it didn't start off fantastic. And, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to recognize when you leave your home and go to a workplace that you're not perceived the same in the workplace as you were at home or even at school. You're definitely the youngest person, most likely, when you start off as a young adult. So they don't think you have experience and they don't think that you maybe bring a lot to the workplace, but you do. I mean, you wouldn't have been hired if you couldn't do the job and obviously you'll get better at the job. So you have to have some confidence when you walk onto the workplace and say, this is going to work out. I'm going to be fine. I don't have to panic just because I'm getting some flack from some coworkers here. But on the other hand, of course, you still have to be humble, right? Because you probably don't know as much as they know. You probably don't do the job maybe as well as they do. So it's this really interesting balancing act to be yeah, confident absolutely. and humble. To be, you have to walk in there and know that you're there to learn, but you also know that you have a lot to bring and you know that you studied for this, especially if you go right after college into the workforce, you have to walk in there with confidence, but also know you, you have to learn things and you have to study from people who've been there already. 
but you know, don't let people walk all over you. Right. Don't do that. But, and we'll talk maybe another day on how to talk assertively and to handle kind of the aggression or the passive aggression in the workplace. But today I thought we'd go in a different direction, but I do want to mention that um, it is good to have a mentor or a confidant that you can talk out some of these issues. Someone who's older, who's maybe been through some, some little battles in the workplace. But you have to be careful who you choose. I don't recommend picking somebody at the workplace until you're 100% confident that they'll keep your secrets and your confidence. You know, you, you, you can't just find somebody there and start complaining about a coworker, right? Because that's the kind of backstabbing that you went through. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You really have to watch what you say at work. I take a very, um, a very professional approach when I go to work. I don't I try not to talk about my personal life. It kind of makes me uncomfortable. I, it takes a lot for me to make friends with coworkers. So I like to keep a certain amount of confidence. Like um, I don't really talk about my personal life too much. I don't get into detail. Um, I know a lot of people can and do. I just, I choose not to, especially after that experience. I don't so much trust my coworkers anymore. Just, um, I like to keep a bit of professionalism and you especially have to watch what you say just because you never know um, what people are thinking or what they're going to say. And you just don't know. You don't want to get in trouble and you don't want to lose your job. Right. And, I, and I'm sorry that you had an experience that kind of made you hesitant to completely share at the workplace. But your advice is probably still right on. If you're 17, 18, 19, 20, you haven't been in the workplace long enough yet to kind of know where are the boundaries and what's comfortable and you haven't experimented enough with your own self-disclosure to know what did you say and you go oh next time i'm not saying that and i went too far on that one like for example you don't talk about your party lifestyle at all at a workplace it should stay professional you can talk about dogs you can talk about the weather you can talk about you know some family matters but it's not the place to go for counseling so you don't bring your personal issues to work if you can help it and you know, dump all your personal issues on people at work. They're there to get a job done. But I do think that if you have personal issues, you find people to talk to and they may not be people in your workplace. I think that, uh, I think that anything you tell a coworker, you should be willing to tell your boss. You yeah, yeah, I completely agree. <laughs> it's a good mentality to think of when you're having a conversation with a coworker to be like, mm, could I say this to my boss and not get in trouble? <laughs> Yeah, and if you're afraid of that, well, then I'd, I'd change what you're going to say, right? Yeah. Really good advice. I thought what I'd talk about today with you is something that I, I've taught many times in my leadership classes, which is the different types of people that you meet in the workplace and how um, you can relate to them. But it's, it's partly understanding who you are and how you relate to them at the same time. For example, I, one of the oldest studies, both done by Ohio State Michigan back on workplace and leadership, discovered that people kind of come in two categories. They're either very task-focused, very much about getting things done and accomplishing things, or they're very relationship-focused. They're about uh, hanging out with people and getting to know people and relating to people, and they, and they like that part of their job. And I just want to uh, define them a little bit, and I'm going to ask you which of these do you think you are. So task people are people who make a to-do list when they get started in the morning. They urge others to concentrate on the work at hand. So they're encouraging their co-workers to get stuff done. They set completion times and keep a checklist of things that they've accomplished. Uh, they like to clarify everybody's responsibilities and everybody knows what they're supposed to do and they follow the rules and the regulations. 
And uh, I find that they kind of get annoyed if you talk to them too much. Like they want to get to work. I mean, they're at work. They want to get things done. They don't want to necessarily do the water cooler talk, as we used to say. The older generation, you young folks don't know what I mean by water cooler, but we used to kind of hang out at the water cooler and talk to people all the time. So that's one kind of person who's task focused. And the relationship oriented person tries to make work fun for others. They like to talk about what you did for the weekend and and share their stories. They're very concerned about the well-being of others, so they're checking in on people a lot. They help people along. They talk about personal concerns. They like to compliment and express positive feelings towards their their, uh, co-workers. They actually get kind of annoyed if you're rude and don't want to talk. (laughs) They're like, hey, why are you shutting me down? We're just finally getting to know you and you want to go back to work. And that's that's another group of people like that. So which do you think you are? Oh, I am definitely the task-oriented type of person. I I know when I go into work, what I'm going to do. I think about it ahead of time. I look at like the schedule and I know what I'm going to do. And um, I plan out my day. And I, I semi-avoid my coworkers, not because I don't want to talk to them. I just, I want to get my stuff done. And I also just... It, I like talking to them, but it's something I want to do in my own time. I enjoy work because it's work and that's just what I want to focus on. And I feel like it definitely makes me come out as cold. And, and again, it's hard for me to open up to coworkers. I'll, you know, say hi and everything, but that's pretty much all I want to do. And I just want to get back to my job and it's sad and I feel a little bad for it, but it's just how I work and it's how I get things done. Well, don't feel bad about it. I'm exactly the same way. <laughs> I've known for a long time, I'm a very task oriented person. In fact, you can take personal surveys and find out that you're task oriented, how you answer the questions. And I did used to feel bad about it. Like, when, am I supposed to spend a half hour at the water cooler catching up with all these people? And no, not necessarily. Cause you know what? It's both a strength and a weakness. You know, it's just the struggle comes when we don't, make ourselves aware that everyone's not like us and we have to learn to accept the people who are different from us. So I get along great with other task oriented people at the workplace. I struggle with the people who are relationship oriented, but that's only natural because we approach work with different ends in in mind, right? Different, uh, different things that we want to lead with. So I have to learn to tolerate and to be more accepting of the relationship oriented people. I, I talk sometimes about how I have to get out of my way to go by their offices and say hi at least once a day so they don't think I'm being rude, so they don't think, and I've got to sit down at lunch and listen to a few stories a week so that I can nurture their work environment. I mean, it doesn't seem to help my work environment theoretically, but it makes me more palatable to them and, and them more palatable to me. And so we have to understand that people are just different. I actually also have to communicate this about myself effectively to my coworkers. So I can say to them, you know, I'm just a very task oriented person. And I might say that 15 different kinds of ways. And it helps them understand me better, which helps our relationships work out better. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm definitely the exact same way. And I've done that. I do that too. When I go into work, I'm like, all right, I'm going to make an effort to stop by my coworkers and say hi and ask how their day is. Not that I necessarily want to. I do it because I know in the long run it'll be better for me because I'll 
create connections and they'll, you know, want to help me with my job and, you know, it'll be easier to work with them. And I, even though I don't want to do it and it's not something that's on my task list for the day, I still, I still try my best to do it because I know it'll help me in the long run. It will. And I, and I think that's the right approach to it. And that's, and that's just us task people speaking, right? And all the relationship people out there going, what? You don't want to talk to your classmates? They're like, they can't believe that we're saying this out loud. They're like, that's the fun of work. That's why we go to work. And I, I try to understand it. I don't quite get the whole thing. Someday I'm going to have a relationship person on this show and we're going to go back and forth and they're going to tell me I'm an idiot. But so we, 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 the best we can do is learn ourselves and understand that others are going to be different in certain kinds of ways and and try to understand our reactions and how to control our reactions. I want to tell you, Michelle, that your task orientation is your strength. But there will be occasions when it's going to be a weakness, right? We all lead with our strengths. We're, we're presented with a problem. The first thing we do is we want to go at it with what we're good at. And that's natural. So you're probably the person who wants to sit down and make a plan and let's get the task figured out and who's going to do what. You know, you've probably done group work before. And you discover that there are people that don't want to do that right away. <laughs> they want to share. And we have to understand in some settings, our strengths end up kind of backfiring on us. And we just have to recognize those and then we can deal with it at the time. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely realized that I don't have the connections that my coworkers have because I'm not as relationship oriented. I'm not as good at making those connections. And, you know, it definitely, you know, would help my job if I had better connections and I tried to make, um, make relationships, you know? Yeah, but they can happen gradually. They'll develop over time. And it doesn't mean that you aren't, you're making relationships, but you're a task oriented person at work, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that probably won't change. And that's great that it won't change. I mean, you'll be productive and things will still go your way. I think I'm going to end with some tips and we'll see if you can agree with these. So I think my first tip for young adults in the workplace who are new to the workplace is you have to understand the workplace is a different environment than your school or your family. And you're going to have to adapt. You're going to have to do some flex and adapt to how others react and behave while keeping your own strengths in mind. So I'm not saying change who you are. Just be flexible and adaptive. I also think tip number two is maybe find a job that fits you. And you'll have to do that with experimentation. Maybe coursework will help. But um, like journalism and a lot of media jobs are kind of solo jobs all, most of the day. And, and it's not about getting on the phone like a salesperson and having to talk to people over and over and over and over, which my dad was. My dad was a salesman in his entire career and really good at it and loved being with people. And for whatever reason, I don't have that trait. So over time, discover what type of you are and think about how you can select a job that's going to just going to leverage that really well. I also have another tip, which is and I'm sure you did this is don't backstab. Don't backstab at the workplace. It's not. It's never going to turn out well. You're going to get a reputation. Do defend yourself if you're presented with some kind of dilemma, like someone says something false. Do try to say that's not true, but it doesn't mean you follow it. And there are so and so, and there also do this other bad thing, right? Just keep defending yourself. I'm not that way, and people will see through the kind of backstabbing that some people will do in the workplace. And and remember, if someone's backstabbing, they're probably pretty insecure about something. 
right? They think it's easier to attack you. Let me ask you another question. Have you ever had a bad day where you find out that you brought your personal life to work? Something had happened and yet it did spill into your workplace. Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely been days where um, something bad would happen in my personal life and it would make my job so much harder. It's hard to go into work when you have so many things on your mind and um, it's just, it's really hard to focus on a job like that. But I try and take an approach of um, work is work and your personal life is your personal life. So I try and um, if you have a bad day, say something happens like uh, with friends or with a boyfriend or girlfriend, you you go into work and you just relax and you just take the approach of, I'll just get my work done. This task will distract my mind. That's what I do. I like to do things to distract me from my life. So I think that's why work is an escape for me. And that's what I try and think of it as, as a little bit of an escape. So um, just try not to think about those personal things that may be happening. And that's great advice. And I agree with you on that. I mean, sometimes if you just throw yourself into your work, your concentration, you get into the zone, and then you kind of forget momentarily about the things that were bugging you before you got to work. But I want to take it a slightly different direction. I'm a psychologist. And what I know is that people don't really understand other people's behaviors as well as they think they do. We all come up with explanations as to why people do the things they do. And we can go into all the kinds of ways that uh, psychologists have found is that we have fallacious reasoning. We, we make mistakes in that reasoning. For example, somebody comes into work and they do something that I find a little rude, a little un, unsettling, and I interpret it as they're acting that way towards me, right? And really it's, no, something outside of work, you know, threw them off their game. It's not about me at all. They're completely consumed with something outside of work and I'm misinterpreting their behaviors. And that happens a lot. I, that happens a lot in the workplace. A lot of us want to theorize and psychologize about why people do what they do. But we can be way off. And it's not like people want to always share what's on their mind. Like you, you and I, right? We're not going to come in and say, let me sit down with you for five minutes and first fill you in on my bad life, and then I'll get to work. We just want to get to work. And yet it can still affect us, and people are misinterpreting why we behave that way. And I... That's another tip I'm going to caution young adults is don't always think you know the explanation as to why someone behaves in a way you don't like. It could be a thousand different reasons why they did it in that particular moment. So give them the benefit of that doubt and just, just hang out there, right? Maybe tomorrow you'll ask. <laughs> we'll talk a different day about how we can have crucial conversations and hard conversations in the workplace because that's another big topic I want to talk about. Yeah, I definitely agree that there are days I'll go into work and I'll be having a bad day. And like I said, it's a lot of effort for me to talk to coworkers, even just to, you know, ask how their day is and talk about like general conversational stuff. It's, it's work for me. It's not what I think about doing when I go into work. So I have to make an effort to do it. So if I'm having a bad day, I don't want to do it. And I just want to get my work done and I can definitely understand how that can come across as cold and my coworkers may take offense to it. Right, right. So we have to, we're putting ourselves in that position and then we also have to put ourselves in the other position. Someone says mm -hmm. something that we don't like, we have to remember, I don't really know why they did that. <laughs> there could be a lot of explanations. I'll hold off judging 
this situation for too long. You know, we don't have to like everyone in the workplace. You know, that's, and it's, it's a little bit odd for young adults to realize that, you know, in school you can pick your friends, of course you got your family, but you get to the workplace, you might have to work with people that you don't really personally like a lot, but you still have to be professional. You still have to keep those relationships intact because no business wants any of its employees to break off relationships with the other people there. Right? And, and suddenly not talk to them or not collaborate with them or not send them materials you're supposed to spend with them. In fact, I actually I have it over here. That's one of the principal points that I put into the book that I wrote called uh, Don't Break the Rope. And one of the points about it is that you can't break the rope, meaning the relationship with your coworkers. And that's front and center in one of the books that I wrote. I think that uh, all young people need to be reminded of this, that Every time you go into the workplace, you got to keep all those relationships healthy, even if they're not your favorite people on the planet. You agree? Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, you still have to work with them at the end of the day. You can't, you can't not work with them. Like it's not your decision. So even if you don't like them, you still have to be around them. So you just have to make sure that that relationship is semi steady or else the job's not going to get done. Um, Right. Luckily for me, I don't really work with that many people. But <laughs> a lot of us do. A lot of us work a lot. And we have to stay yeah. professional no matter what. I mean, there's, there's a level of professional conduct that we have to, we can't dip below that. We got to stay at least there. I don't have to be here. I don't have to make them my best friend. I don't have to necessarily share, you know, all their joys and all my joys with them. But I do have to not be negative, not be resistant, not withhold information. I have to still get the job done really well. Well, that's where I thought I'd end today. So has this been helpful at all? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, great. Fun. Hey, thanks for checking in today. And uh, we'll talk to you maybe again some other time. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you for listening to the Growing Up Sucks podcast with Eric Lauber. 